1: most important. Every
2: moment, I think we're all from a business perspective thinking about the impact
0: that the virus is having across the country. Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Michael Barr. And I'm Mike Lynch. And we are here Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays to explore the big bunny issues in the world of sports and talk to some of the biggest players in the industry. And we've got a lot to talk about. By the way, Jason Kelly, we miss you, old buddy. He's going to be out this week. Uh, he's getting some well-earned vacation time. But it's just me and Lynchy. We're going to sit down with a couple of drinks, Cokes, <laughs> <laughs> and and we're going to talk about uh, the business of sports. And I'm, I want to start with uh, the NFL playoff picture. And uh, they are talking about adding an extra week to the season in 2021. Now, I don't know, Lynchy, if that means they're going to eliminate an exhibition game, but uh, which would be fine by me. Uh, but uh, this is about money.
2: It's the bottom line is money, and if uh, COVID nineteen didn't happen, this thing wouldn't be uh, on such a fast path right now to uh, approval by the owners. But uh, it is going to happen. It'll be announced probably in the next month or so officially. I'd like it. Um, you know, when when the day after the Super Bowl arrives every year in the first Monday or so of February we're all saying what are we going to do for the next three or four months and so now we're going to have an extra week of football the super bowl is going to be played on the second weekend of february uh, may have a little bit of resistance from the players because uh, there's a safety issue that they always bring up 17 games is too much that's too taxing physically on the body but um you know this the, the, everyone's going to win in this the players percentage is going to go up one percent uh, next year from 47 to 48 percent and uh There's a new media deal about to be negotiated, Uh, so that probably will be negotiated before this becomes an official announcement, but the bottom line is ching-ching for everybody, and that's the bottom line why it's going to happen in 2021.
0: I didn't think about this until it was out uh, there recently. We started the 16-game regular season, but it's been in play since 1978. I didn't know it had been that long. Uh, so hopefully, uh, like you said, I mean, yes, we will enjoy it. Now I'm not going to lie. There's a, there are a few people that's going to be against it. Uh, from the fact that it's going to clash into another major sport, NASCAR and the Uh, Daytona 500 is runs on a Sunday. Uh, now I don't know if it's going to be the second Sunday or the third Sunday in the month, but you got qualifying, and then you've got uh, the Old Bush Clash and all the other stuff. So I like to see how that's going to play out.
2: Yeah, you're right. That that it that's always a great weekend on that Sunday, and you know it's it's crazy that the the NFL plays its biggest game as the last game of the year, and uh, NASCAR has its biggest event as the first event of the year. But they they will. I'm trying to see looking next year, 2021, February. Let's see, the 22nd. That would be the 6th and the 13th. So yeah, would they do the Daytona on the 20th? Yeah, they'll probably. Probably. Well,
0: you can, but you know, it's the the problem is even if you do that, you're still running the Clash that weekend before, and that's going to run into problems. Then there's qualifying it's it's going to be interesting so we'll see how that goes uh nba season underway woohoo yeah <laughs> yeah now it has not been an, an easy start for some teams because covid has hit some teams hard lately
2: yeah it has and uh, there, there was a, a postponement to the start of the season uh, a number of teams so there's about a half dozen of them are actually allowing fans to come in to the arena and watch some of the games um Detroit and Boston, you're from Detroit, I'm from Boston, are not allowing fans to come in right now, and I still think that's the right call. Some places like Orlando and uh, t- uh, Toronto, who's playing in Tampa, are going to allow like 4,000 fans to come into the game. I just think that's very, very dangerous.
0: Yeah, it's. I still think we are... Far from being out of the woods when it comes to COVID-19 and allowing fans to come into the stadium, uh, especially in a, a basketball arena. It's not like uh, in the NFL where you kind of have an open-air stadium. You're you're inside. I, I wonder about that. Yeah,
2: you know, up here in Boston, the Celtics uh, opened the other night against the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, our camera uh, from our, I work for the part-time now, for the ABC station, they were all up on the ninth floor, which is what they call the halo, uh, looking down. And because no people, other than staff and uh, players from both teams, nobody was allowed in the lower bowl of the uh, Boston Garden. So that's how far up they were. They weren't allowed to go down uh, if, when they they get on the elevator, and they have to go right out out the building. No interaction with anybody in the building at all. So that's pretty much going to be standard procedure. Remember the NBA, uh, when we last saw them, they were in a bubble. The bubble is now gone. So yeah. they're going to be just like Major League Baseball and the, the NFL. We expect more cases to be, to be uh, announced.
0: And I forgot about this. Uh, I used to work with uh, an old buddy back in Detroit who is uh, now the voice of the Chicago Bulls, Chuck Swirsky. And oh, yeah. what I, I forgot that you're not on the side anymore, calling no. the game. You're off into the corner. He was he was taking a picture and he put it on Facebook, and he's off in the corner of the arena. So you that's why you don't see those guys anymore on, you know, right on the side, uh, calling the games.
2: Yeah, it's it's something, and, and a lot of teams are just doing it remotely. They'll go into a studio and they'll just watch it on TV and put their headset on, and and they'll just call it from. From, from the regular radio station uh, in whatever city they, they are.
0: By the way, speaking of the NBA, uh, the Troy Pistons mm-hmm. owner, uh, Tom Gorse, is, uh, well, let's say that there's controversy. And yeah. uh, it, the problem is uh, many members want him to sell the club because of his ownership of a prison telecom company. And uh, I, I just wonder what your thoughts are about that, much.
1: The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor q and Join heads of state, influential ministers, and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at cuttereconomicforum.com.
2: Well, I did some reading into this thing here. Um, because of COVID, uh, there were no visits allowed in any of the prisons. And he owns this telecommunication company called Securus that seems to be price gouging right now they charge as much as fifteen dollars for fifteen minute conversation and that's the only communication that family can have with the inmates uh... the nba some people well not the nba but some people are calling for him to sell the detroit pistons he says he wants to change the system uh... he claims he's just a, a, a good old boy from flint michigan uh... you're a michigan guy uh... mike um... does indian does, you're an african-american should he sell the team, or do we give him a little uh, slack here and let him uh, change this whole thing so uh, it's not price-gouging and taking advantage of these inmates?
0: Well, let me put it this way. The New York Times, they ran a full-page advertisement uh, earlier this month, and it read, if Black Lives Matter, what are you doing about Detroit Pistons owner Tom Gores? And I— I have to say, it's. I understand he's a businessman and you know is trying to make a living. However, it is on the backs of people in prison, and I have to say that. So I'm not sure which way to go here, really
2: Well, you know, with all these people, they don't become repentant until they're caught. Now, if, no, if nobody brought this to, to the attention of the world, the New York Times uh, advertising that was out, would this still be going on? He says now he wants to change the system. Is it only because somebody shunned the light on it, or would he have done it himself and said, you know, this isn't right? So I'm going to give him a chance uh, to to change this thing and, and put the rates uh, where they should be so people can afford to, to call their family members.
0: Let's get some happy news. And this right. is to Jason Wright. He's a friend of the show, and according to Sports Business Journal, he's been named Hire of the Year. All right, Jason. (laughs) We had a great
2: conversation with Jason, and think about what he inherited. So he gets this great job, first African American, first black, to be a president of a National Football League team, the Washington Football Club. Immediately, he comes in. They have to change the name. Okay, that's one hurdle. His owner Snyder has all kinds of allegations about the uh, swimsuit issue shoot uh, with the uh, cheerleaders. His coach, Ron Rivera, is in for cancer treatment. He's going through chemotherapy and radiation. And he's been through three or four different quarterbacks. Right now, his team is in first place and has a chance to go to the playoffs. He is, without question, the executive of the year and just having to deal with all those things things that were thrown at him and he was laughing about it he said i should be excited about my first day on the job but i haven't slept two hours because of all these things that are going on
0: <laughs> good for him speaking of washington this is amazing to me next week i think washington and the giants play and that's for the division yeah is, it's, <laughs> this is for the division and and <laughs> i i have never seen anything like this in in football ever but God bless him. It's like you know, whoever wins, you know, the better team. Good luck. But it's at least for for Jason Wright, uh, he came into uh, a playoff situation, and that and that's good for him. Good
2: for him, and good for uh, all of the fans down there. They've been a, it's been a loyal fan base. Um, they did the right thing by changing the name. Uh, they're going to take their time and come up with a proper name and, and Jason's the man leading the leading the charge. He is the president of the club and and you know, you know his coach is you know he, he goes and has his chemo and his radiation treatment then comes back and never misses any meetings or any practices. I mean all kinds of built-in excuses to say hey it's a tough year it's an adjustment you know and he just you know c- c- kept his mouth shut put his head down did his job and right now he controls his own destiny for his ball club going into the playoffs. Good for him.
0: Yeah, and and, and like you said, a salute to Ron Rivera because it, he could very easily say, listen, i, I got to take some time to, to get better, and everybody would understand. But like you yep. said, he, he keeps his head down, and he just plows along, and, and good for him. Yep, absolutely. Let's talk about right. another happy story of the year. Naomi Osaka, named uh-huh. AP Female Athlete of the Year.
2: She's a leader. She won the U.S. Open. I remember when she would come out for uh, for her matches, she wore a mask with the names of uh, all kinds of uh, victims Mm -hmm. of uh, social injustice. She uh, decided that there was a tune-up tourney just before the U.S. Open. She decided she didn't want to play. It was very much like the Milwaukee Bucks didn't want to come out and play because of all that was going on, and, and attention needed to be focused on what was happening outside the tennis court or outside the basketball court. Uh, she had a great, uh, you know, that is for 2021. She says, "I'm going to work hard, do better, speak up, and be kind." And I'll tell you what, if uh, we all did that, the Earth, the Earth would spin a lot smoother.
0: Yes, you are correct. Great about that. It's like uh, WNBA Finals MVP, Brianna Stewart was second in the voting, followed by Sarah Fuller, the Vanderbilt soccer player who kicked the school's first. Yeah, it, it, I, the she in, in D one ball she kicked it and then she kicked the school's first team. Uh, uh what was it? A field goal wasn't it? Extra, I think extra point. Uh, was... Extra point. Yeah, extra it, was point. An extra yeah point. it was
2: extra point. Yeah. Yeah, she kicked off one week, and the next week she kicked an extra point. And, uh, and good for her. And as a former kicker, there are a lot of butterflies going on when you're out there attempting your first uh, extra point or field goal. And, you know, you say, okay, let's hope the snap is good. Let's hope that they block everybody. Let's hope that the hold is
0: good. And let's hope I don't mess this up and get it through the sticks. And she did. Good for her. i, I got to bring up a story because, like you said, you used to be uh, a field goal <laughs> kicker. And there was a story that uh, I learned about you that where you kicked – Beyond that site there was a house oh, yeah. and the house and, and you were aiming for the house is what you were trying to do <laughs> I was
2: in high school and it was up in Newburyport uh, and was an I was also a quarterback, so I just thrown a touchdown pass, and there was a house on the hill with a big picture window, and a woman sat there and, and watched the uh, game. All the uh, that's how she'd watch the game, and all the guys in the huddle were saying, "Lynchy, go for the window, go for the window." I said, "Ah, it's a pretty far away. It's about four, you know, it's up a hill, um, you know, beyond the field." So I took a little extra step, and this thing went dead center, smashed the window. And it was on the on on the second floor. Then the then the the frame the frame of the window came down and smashed on the lawn. and you know it was about a 45 minute bus ride home and every, <laughs> I felt so bad that I wrote a letter to the New report coach, Jim Stalin, and um, this was 1970, okay, my senior year in high school. So now, fast forward 45 years later, in 2015, I went up there to cover. We have football and Thanksgiving is very big in Massachusetts. I decided to go up to Newburyport because they're dedicating the field to the coach that was of the other team, and I walk in and the first thing two guys say to me, is says, "Hey, look what we have down the end of the field now," and I look down there, and say, see those two posts in that giant net. We call it the lynching net. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this poor woman is watching the game and all of a sudden she sees this football coming at her man it's like no it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen crash bang smack him up (laughs) there you go oh my god oh Oh, boy by the way i should mention too lebron james he was announced over the weekend as the ap male athlete of the year and well deserved but Boy, Lynch, yeah. that's a funny story. <laughs> I like that.
2: It was just the fiftieth uh, about a month ago, it was the 50th anniversary of it, and somebody wrote it uh, in a newspaper. It was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: Michael Barr. You can catch our podcast right here. Please don't ask Lynch to catch a football because he can kick them every Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I'm Michael Barr on Twitter at Big Barr Sports.
2: And 50 years later, I am still apologizing for breaking that poor woman's window. I'm Mike Lynch. You can find me at Lynchy WCBB.
0: You got frame, Lynchy. See what I did there? (laughs) See the frame. Pretty good. Oh, man. Uh, You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports and Bloomberg Radio around the world.
1: The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, 1,000 global leaders will gather in Doha